Tetidity or Waitangi. The sixth of February is Waitangi Day, New Zealand's day, when we celebrate the 1840s signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. Tetidity or Waitangi. The nation's founding document that was signed by approximately 540 Māori chiefs, rangatira, and 200 representatives of the British Crown. The Treaty of Waitangi was initiated by the Crown with a threefold purpose. To establish British sovereignty in the new country, to recognise Māori ownership of their land and property, and to grant Māori the same rights as the British. It is worth noting that the French were sniffing around New Zealand at that time and may well have been the reason for why the British made a move to set themselves up over New Zealand. Though there is a record in 1837 that states that 13 chiefs were worried about the French taking control of the country, which I find hard to believe, and asked King William IV, who reigned from 1830 to 37, for protection from unruly settlers that were causing problems. It seems to me that they were more concerned about the settlers and not the French. James Busby arrived from Britain in 1833 and became the British resident, though he was more a spokesman than a man of authority. He had no access to soldiers or police and no real mandate. In 1835, Busby drew up He Wakaputanga o Tirangatiratanga o Nutirane the Declaration of Independence of New Zealand, which gave all sovereign power to the chiefs and their tribes. However, he acted on his own, and the Crown knew nothing about it. By 1839, only 52 Rangatira had signed. From 1837 to 1839, Land agents were swarming throughout the land. Things haven't changed much since then. Land agents still swarm today. There were reports that Māori were being cheated out of their land. Many denouncers of the treaty say that the Crown have not kept up the terms or the spirit of the treaty and protest at Waitangi about it every year. In 1839, the British sent William Hobson to be consul in New Zealand and told him to get enough chiefs, the Rangatira, to sign and place the country under British sovereignty. That was his mandate. Hobson put a stop on all land purchases until they had been investigated. Then he drafted up the treaty. 
There were two copies of it made, one in Māori, as translated by missionary Henry Williams and his son Edwin, and one in English. The Māori version was not a true translation of the English version and has been the cause of many disputes. To Māori, it seemed deliberately misleading. To the British, it was done to assert their sovereignty. Article 1 in Māori gave Queen Victoria, who reigned from 1837 to 1901, government over the land. The English version gave her sovereignty, which meant that she had all the power and the chiefs did not. Article 2, the Māori version gave the chiefs te tino rangatiratanga, chieftainship over their lands, property and taonga, treasures. It also gave the crown the right to deal with Māori directly for buying land. The English version gave the chiefs exclusive and undisturbed possessions of lands, forests, fisheries and other property. It also gave the Crown exclusive rights to deal with Māori to buy land. I'm of the opinion that the Rangatira would not have signed except they believed they had te tino rangatiratanga and too perhaps it put them in mind of Busby's Hewakaputanga o te rangatiratanga onu tirane the Declaration of Independence of New Zealand. Article 3 gave Māori the Queen's protection and the rights of British subjects. Many New Zealanders, Māori and Pākehā, take advantage of this and skip over to the UK for an extended OE. After the signing of the treaty, settlers wanted more land than Māori wanted to sell. Land agents were very crooked in their dealings when they bought land, and the Crown confiscated large areas, and then sold them for a high price. Māori became disillusioned with so many breaches made against the terms of the treaty and protested, but nothing came of it. In 1920, land commissions began investigations into the complaints, but it was not until 1940 that some payments were made as part of a settlement for those breaches. From the 1960s to the 70s, there was a groundswell of protests that brought about a number of changes, including the establishment of the Waitangi Tribunal that was to hear claims of Crown violations against the Treaty. In 1987, the government made Te Reo Māori, the Māori language, an official language of New Zealand.
1985, the Labour government extended the tribunal's powers to allow claims against the Crown to date from as far back as 1840, a time that included the New Zealand Wars. There were many claims raised with regard to the loss of lands and other property by different Iwi tribes, and thus began the treaty settlements for land and financial compensation.